sins away. Oh, say much I'm glad. From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. We welcome you today. We're glad to have you along with us, and we thank the Lord for the privilege we have to be right here on this station five days a week, and we thank the Lord that He gives us the opportunity to visit with our family of friends who join us every day, and for those of you who catch us once in a while, God bless you. We're glad to have you along as well. For the last several days, in fact, for several weeks now, we've walked through the famous sermon that Jesus preached called the Sermon on the Mount. And today we are looking at Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 and following. As we have noted uh, on Friday and again yesterday, this passage talks to us about a masquerade. And I entitled it, Who is That Masked Man? Just giving emphasis to the fact that there are people who mask their opinions, they mask their real feelings, they mask their real character, and Jesus refers to them as false prophets, false teachers, false Christ. Now, the last two broadcasts, we've looked at the Old Testament alerts about false prophets. There's much in the Bible about that, as we have noted already. But today we come to the New Testament, and I want to walk you through some things that the New Testament says about that as well. Let me read again the text here in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, beware. That's simply a flag of warning when he uses that word. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. He says they are dressed up, they are masquerading, they have masked their true identity, and you've got to be careful. They'll pretend to be a sheep, they'll pretend to be one of you, but they are not. They are indeed on the devil's side. They're doing something they should not ever be doing, and you've got to be alert to that. Some of these same warnings were given in other places in the New Testament. Jesus, again, in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 11, says, And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. Verse 24 of chapter 24 of Matthew says, There shall arise false Christ and false prophets. So whenever you think about a false Christ, that's somebody who's pretending to be the Messiah, pretending to be Christ when they are nothing of the kind. And false prophets, false teachers, well, they apparently are in abundance, and the warnings here in the Bible are many about them. If you go to Acts chapter 20, we look at verse 27, and then the verses following that, the Apostle Paul said, I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves. There's the flag of warning again. And to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own self shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after themselves. Dear friends, what a proclamation, what a prophecy, what a statement reflecting on what has happened again and again and again and again. It just continues to happen. What's going on with all of this? Well, again, it's wolves in sheep's clothing. Once again, it's false teachers, false prophets, and those who are a pretense of what they claim to be. And he says they will do a lot of things that are perverse. 
That word uh, is very much akin to pervert. It just means they're going to change things and distort things so that they're not true any longer, and they will draw away followers after themselves. Look at uh, Romans chapter 16. We're just looking at these New Testament alerts. In Romans chapter 16, verses 17 and 18, the Bible says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple." Dear friends, I could stop and just spend time, a good deal of time, on every single one of these passages. They are so powerful and so pertinent to the world in which we live. And he says, when you find people that are teaching things that are contrary to the doctrines that were given to us in the Bible, he says they are causing division, they're causing offenses, and listen, very pointedly, it says, avoid them. It means you don't fund them. You don't put your money in their hands. It means that you don't grace their place with your presence. It means that you do not let false teachers have a place in your life. Look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, where we have another powerful statement. Verse 13 says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. This is another one of those passages that is in everybody's Bible, but at the same time, it gets ignored. It's unpopular to talk about it, and so it just seems like, well, it doesn't matter. We'll just skip right over that. But, dear friends, it tells us that these false apostles, false teachers, false prophets, what do they do? They disguise themselves so that they appear to be an angel of light. They appear to be a messenger of righteousness, but they're none of that. In fact, they're up to no good all the way along. They're in league with Satan, in cahoots with him, and that just is something that you and I have to be aware of, and we must not let it take hold in our life or in our ministry, whatever that ministry might be. Now, look with me at Galatians chapter 1. Because sometimes people want to, uh, well, uh, twist things a little. They want to do things a little differently. Galatians chapter 1 verse 7 talks about somebody who changes the grace of Christ into another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that would trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. There's that word again. It tells us that to change it creates a perversion that is not real at all. For though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. That word accursed is a powerful word. It means really just to take a note and condemn that statement, condemn that individual for what they are saying and doing. Listen, this is not an easy thing to do, dear friends. I know that. But at the same time, you and I need to have the discernment. We need to have the good spiritual sense 
to stand up and be counted and say the things that need to be said whenever we are confronted by one of these false messengers who are literally not serving the Lord at all. If you look further with me over into 1 Timothy chapter 4, you'll remember that famous passage that talks about how in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, because their conscience is seared with a hot iron. They'll forbid to marry and command to abstain from meats which God created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Dear friends, all of this is so pertinent. It is so germane to the world where you and I are living. In First Timothy, also in chapter number 6, the Bible says in verse 3, If any man teach otherwise, and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself. You notice that one of those last phrases there, supposing that gain is godliness. Why, these people have a crowd. These people are, I mean, they are raking in the money. Well, dear friends, don't be fooled by such things. It says very clearly, if they're off the rails, not doing the things that a Christian ought to do, then uh, we should withdraw ourselves from them. That means you don't keep putting money into their coffers. You don't keep attending their meetings. Now, look with me further. Titus chapter number 3 and uh, verse 10 and 11, chapter 3, verse 10 and 11 says, A man that is a heretic after the first and second admonition reject, knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinneth, being condemned of himself. I know it's hard. It's difficult to buy into this. It's difficult to sign on to it. But friends, I'm showing you these New Testament alerts, just like we had many Old Testament alerts. Now we have all of these flags of warning in the New Testament as well. Look at Second Peter chapter number 2, verse 1. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of, and through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not." My, what a strong, strong statement that is. It lays bare the issue and makes very, very clear what we're facing in these days. Turn with me to First John and chapter number 4, and we began to get some counsel here about how to deal with this. Just like one of the passages says, avoid these false teachers. Another one said, withdraw yourself from them. Verse number 1, chapter 4 of First John says, Beloved, Talking to the children of God, talking to folks who love the Lord and want to serve Him. It says, Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. They're in your town, they're in your city, they're in your neighborhood, they're walking your streets. They are doing what they can do on the air and everywhere they can to do as much as they can to infiltrate 
uh, local churches to come in and create strife and division and create changes so that the church is no longer recognizable for what it once was. So many churches start out well, and then some devil-possessed person Some person who is absolutely a wolf in sheep's clothing comes in, the changes begin, and the next thing you know, the church is not anything like what it once was. We're warned here in this passage to try the spirits, that is, test them, check out what they're saying, test it by the book. Dear friends, we need to be sure that the teachings that we give are Bible-based teachings. That's important for me. It's important for every single person who stands at a microphone or stands in any kind of a public place to testify and proclaim whatever they believe the message is. And at the same time, if it does not match up with the Bible, then you and I need to do what these passages tell us. And that simply means that we're going to take our stand and move away from that. In 2 John, verse number 7, The Bible says many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Uh, Verses 10 and 11 in 2 John, If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed, for he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. Friends, that is in the Bible, and you and I ought to take note of it. One additional word here. In the little book of Jude, verse number 3, it tells us we are to contend earnestly for the faith. Verse 4 says, because there are certain men who have crept in unawares, and they're up to no good, and they're going to do damage. And you and I simply need to do the right thing and recognize the masked man, recognize the wolf that's in the sheep clothing. Well, tomorrow, the Lord willing, we'll move on to the next part of this uh, passage of, called the Sermon on the Mount. And I trust that you'll be along with me. In the meantime, do check us out at our website at swordofthelord.com and write me a note. Let me know that you hear the broadcast. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099 Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, I'll look forward to being here again tomorrow. I trust you'll join me then. Until that time, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now.